Hello and welcome to our next episode of the VCF Roundtable. Today it is episode number 22. Uh, we're talking about the VCF product packaging. But you, you're starting with a joke. Toby, it's called VCD Roundtable. Not VCF <laughs> oh, roundtable. Yeah, it is the VCD Roundtable. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It is the VCD Roundtable. <laughs> And today we are in an absolute elite round uh, because with me is... Yeah, hello, this is Matthias, VCD Roundtable, talking about <laughs> VCF product and packaging. Yeah, or we have as, the VCF Roundtable, talking about VCD product and packaging, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Okay, so Matthias, in our last episode, we have already started to talk about the product packaging, what is included in VCF. Uh, from a service provider perspective. And today we would like to talk about the additional products or the additional topics which are there. So let's have a look what we have in the product packaging. Exactly. So last episode, we talked about STDC measure, vSphere, vSEN and NSX. And we said next episode is going to cover the ARIA suite which is part of VCF and be more precisely, it's the ARIA Suite Enterprise Edition. So we have ARIA Operations for Network, um, and then we have the ARIA Suite with Operations Manager, Operations for Log, Automation Orchestrator, and of course, the Lifecycle Manager. So um, we're, we're not talking about ARIA for Networks because that's, that's a different ball game um, because what the product is able to deliver and what it's meant to be used for. Um, so we can, well, we could make a, a dedicated episode out of it. But first and foremost, um, what what is about the ARIA suite? So it is part of the VCF product package, even for service providers. So we could start complaining about, yeah, what are we going to do with it? I don't need it. I don't want to pay for it, whatever. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense because it's part of VCF. And I think it adds a ton of value. We just need to figure out how can we gain the value out of the additional product suite and how can we as service providers provide additional services for our tenants. So for example, let's start with ARIA operations for log. Um, so first and foremost, it's still important to say it still has no built-in multi-tenancy. Um, we should be very, very uh, clear with that one. So I would start with, with the service provider use case. In the end, as a service provider, I can use it and collect all the log files from my infrastructure and build queries on top of it, just enabling me to provide a better maintenance and operations and services for my infrastructure uh, to support or to proactively support my tenants uh, if something happens within the infrastructure. But um, on the other hand, Toby, so you are you're one of our VCF guys. So what about a dedicated workload domain, for instance? Yeah, the, I, I was just about to mention this because um, what we still have also from a service provider perspective is to ramp up a dedicated isolated. And now we really need, as, as you mentioned before, we need to be precisely because there are two different options available related to an, uh, 
let's call it still dedicated workload. There is the workload domain. There is the dedicated workload domain within the my uh, VCF stack. So which in the which within the same single sign-on domain, and there is the isolated workload domain. And only from my understanding as as today, I'm at the moment I'm only capable of having um, a dedicated. Uh, are the operations stack or are, are stack in an isolated environment in a shared environment or in an, in, in a uh, normal VCF uh, VI domain environment uh, I only can use a single instance but let's see what Broadcom is doing here and how the stuff is changing in the future so, so you're saying the difference between an isolated and just the workload domain in VCF is uh, Kind of enhanced link mode or enhanced isolated link. SSO domain of the VCF. Okay. Yeah, just to get me in sync. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So uh, that's one, uh, but still, it is one option. And to be honest, we have uh, discussed this already in the in the last couple of meetings and the last couple of weeks. Still, yes, uh, there are some automated deployments in my whole uh, VCF stack. Uh, but no one says you are still not allowed to deploy it manually. So also this is still an option or still an additional part to say, okay, I cannot utilize the whole automated deployment as today, but still I can deploy an additional, let's stay on ARIA operations for log uh, instance for a dedicated customer. So th this is possible. Um, and this is uh, a working example or is a working so would be a working solution. But let's see how the roadmap is uh, developing there and what we have in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, the dedicated instance for, for a tenant, I think we need to be careful because I, I foresee the use cases, which uh, can, it can be used for, but it, it can't be used for the underlying infrastructure because yeah. the vCenter has one syslog collector, same for an ESXi host and, and same for NSX. Let's uh, think about, for example, a DFW or, or DH transport nodes. Yeah, um, absolutely. But if, if a customer would like or would prefer having a managed kind of syslog collector instance, to reconfigure his guest OSs, for example, to collect the log files. Um, of course, I know there, there is a ton of stuff to configure in ARIA operations for logs because of agents and, and whatever, but let's move that. The whole configuration aside, it's just about the use case. Use case. So the customer is able to log his OS logs and maybe application logs into the, the operations for log instance. The only question we always need to be aware of is uh, how about licensing? Yeah, um, so we, absolutely. We cannot to be honest, today, I think uh, yeah. because uh, the VCF part contains the whole infrastructure layer um, in terms of vCenter and, and, and all the, the VMware by Broadcom product stack. Uh, I have no idea. As far as I'm aware of, as long as the guest OS runs on the same virtual infrastructure i think it's okay 
I, to be to be honest, also from from my side, not really a clear answer. But what I uh, have read in the whole new licenses uh, documents and papers, what are already uh, available, not not that much content, but uh, the first documents are already available. Is yes, you are absolutely right. As long as you have your OS instance, your uh, guest application running on the VCF license. Or on the VCF license stack, yeah, no, is and, no... and the virtual machine needs to run on those ESXi hosts. On those ESXi hosts, you don't need to have additional licenses, which is, yeah. in general, to be honest. So as far as we have it uh, understood right now, a total different approach than VMware was uh, was going yeah. in the past. But let's see what in the long run yeah. real solution would be. Yeah. But again, again, the licensing assumptions we're coming up with is just as we understand. So that does not mean that it is the licensing is <laughs> done like this. <laughs> That's just how w we understand. Um, www.com.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's important if you have maybe um, a, a dedicated and isolated workload domain with, with a service provider and have your own infrastructure on-prem and you want to have log or you have you want to have sent all the logs for on-premises and cloud to the same centralized ops for log dedicated instance um so that that would be an example i have no idea how this works from a licensing perspective because you have the virtual machines running in the cloud on the vcf license stack the virtual machine so that's that's more complex yeah, absolutely. Um, and another one, but we have provided a dedicated video around the whole NSX and, and projects stuff. So projects within NSX. So are operations for log together with NSX projects enables multi-tenant logging view uh, for networking services. But networking again, and firewalling. And firewalling, yeah. yeah. But again, we have a video created dedicated on this topic. So NSX projects, advantages, disadvantages about uh, that configuration. That's ARI operations for log. Which one is next? Ooh. Our uh, world famous ARIA operations manager. Also for that, uh, to be honest, we had one session with our Belgium Phenomenal, Alan uh, 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 Greenit, um, about operations manager. So, if you are really interested in the operations manager stuff, have a look in the past episodes. But today we are talking about what is there from um, VCD and VCF perspective. Yeah, it's 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 again a use case discussion, right? We're aware the ops manager is an enterprise monitoring tool, but what can we do with it? So I think we have two different kinds of use cases. We have the service provider use case and the tenant use case. Um, for the service provider, it's still the same. So we have it because of the core-based licensing, it's there. Um, in the past, as I understood licensing VCPP in the past, uh, <laughs> the service provider was allowed to use it to monitor his, or to use it as a monitoring tool of the infrastructure for his own purposes, for capacity planning and, and um, SLA monitoring and, and all that kind of stuff, but he was not allowed to provide 
access to the tenants from a licensing perspective, That's only licensing. Right. Yep. So this, the service provider use case is basically speaking the same as before. And again, um, it gets more interesting nowadays because of that's the first bullet because or of the core based licensing. In the past, we had the VRAM based licensing, so we had enough hosts powered on, install, ready to run, and the license fee was paid based on consumed VRAM. Nowadays, we are paying um, based on up and running cores, so it might make sense use ops manager to optimize the infrastructure to have less servers running um so to save some money on licensing it's just an idea i know we have the difference between committed cores and, and on demand and, and all that kind of stuff but it gets more interesting to optimize the infrastructure usage to save a bit on the licensing cost and of course Right sizing. Yeah. What we, what, what we mentioned already in, in, in one of the past episodes with, with the new licensing model, right sizing becomes more and more interesting. And there is the, there I can clearly say that the operations manager will heavily support you yeah. as a service provider and also maybe your uh, tenants to right size your infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah. To, to increase demand. That's what tenants should do, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Consumption. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the second use case because in the past, uh, I, I know only a very few tenants willing to pay the extra amount of money to have access to operations manager because most of the tenants didn't get the advantages of this enterprise monitoring tool. But with the new VCF stack, licensing is done, right? So there is no additional cost to have operations manager accessible by the tenants. So from my point of view, as a service provider, you can just develop use cases for the tenants, create ready-to-run dashboards, um, which can be used by, by your, your tenants, enabling them, as Toby mentioned, maybe some right-sizing or um, increase demand dashboards, whatever, <laughs> and provide access to a tool which you're already paying for. Um, and, and from our perspective, just being honest, it's, it's not if service providers are going to use it and, and, and add value for their customers, it's just a, a matter of time. Um, because as Eve already mentioned, in, in, I think in more or less every single video, we now have a plain battlefield. Every service provider licenses the VCF stack. Every service provider has access to the same products. So the question is, how can we get the most out of it? How can we provide the best value for, for our tenants? Yeah. As, as you just meant, because I was just about to mention it, the, the, the most important question is how quickly is a service provider, from my perspective, to be honest, yeah. uh, is how quickly uh, is a service provider now capable to provide the new additional services because they are there. And as always, the last one gets bitten by the, by the dogs. 
Yeah, true. True. And 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 these two two products like Ali Operations Manager and Operations for Logs, they being really honest, they provide basic infrastructure monitoring and, and, and data, which I should be aware of. Mm -hmm. Also, what's also, next on the list? Also helping you uh, figuring out root co cause stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. So the next <laughs> one is our ARIA orchestrator. Matthias, would um, you like to talk about it? <laughs> my most beloved product. No, um, so ARIA orchestrator, it, it's a workflow engine, right? It's there since decades. Um, but, but first and foremost, I would still like to mention, same for ARIA orchestrator, it's not a multi-tenant product. So it's not meant that a service provider gives access to, to a tenant directly to, to the orchestrator. Um, even, even installing a dedicated orchestrator instance for a customer might cause issues. Um, it, it really depends. I think if you have an isolated workload domain, you could do it somehow, but I would not prefer that option. Mm -hmm. What What's it doing? It, it connects to external system. It's just a huge API. It runs workflows, collects data, updates external systems, whatever. Uh, I, I still see the orchestrator as a centralized tool to enable even more self-service services for tenants to configure or access as service provider hosted systems. I think a very simple example, if um, a service provider hosts a Microsoft Active Directory providing usernames and, and logons for, for uh, tenants, <clears throat> it could provide a self-service like, oh, reset password, hmm. because you're not enabling access to the, to the central Active Directory for anyone else. Um, the only very important thing with Orchestrator is, please, if you build services around it, never ever provide direct access because Orchestrator has administrative access into so many systems. It's very dangerous. So please expose Orchestrator only via the content hub in VCD because VCD solves the whole multi-tenant issues or challenges we have around Orchestrator. So that's just please, please, please do not <laughs> I would say not not only we have within Orchestrate, I would say also we have inside vCenter and many other products. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> You're perfectly right. But <clears throat> yeah. automation. the automations. We, we we discussed it already yesterday. Uh and maybe some some SPs will think about the same. Uh okay, we are now in the phase. Uh, that VCF out of the box provides already the capability of deploying and consuming ARIA automation, which is supposed to be a cl cloud service portal. Um, but on the other, other hand, we are talking about uh, cloud director. We are in the vCloud direct or the cloud director roundtable and not in the VCF roundtable. Um, so, what should we do with ARIA automation? Um, and yesterday, we discussed it already, we figured out, yeah, one option could be if still the, the same use case we had already in the uh, ARIA uh, operations for log, if you have a customer 
inside your data center, inside your uh, service provider environment saying, but I would like to have a dedicated, isolated workload domain and I don't need Cloud Director for whatever kind of reason, uh, but uh, maybe he would like to have uh, still self-service, then he can utilize here ARIA automation. Bless you. <laughs> um, so this this is one use case. And the second use case we figured out or we provided, uh, it was already there in version 7 and it is now uh, available again in version 8. ARIA automation has an um, um, endpoint for Cloud Director. So uh, we can utilize ARIA automation more or less in front of my Cloud Director uh, to provide uh, services inside the VCD environment. So also there, if I have a customer or if I have a tenant saying I have a dedicated VI, or the dedicated workload domain, but also still consuming some additional services from an shared environment, then I can use here also ARIA automation to provide uh, self-service against two, uh, all of my endpoints. So this is the use case we have. Uh, we can imagine at the moment. Also here, let's see what the future is really bringing, I would say. Exactly. So, and, and that's, that, that's the nature of ARIA automation, just saying I, I build a cloud template and I just deploy the same cloud template against different infrastructures. And that could be either the vSphere-based dedicated isolated workload domain, which I use to host production workloads on. And on the second, I can have the VCD uh, endpoint from my CSP and deploy my test instances against using the same cloud template, for example. So that, that would be a, a use case for ARIA automation. But again, very important, um, ARIA automation itself or by its nature and uh, now, now I'm, I'm open that can hole, uh, that, that, that wormhole. Uh, it, it's not fully multi-tenant. The box of Pandora is now open. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't want, we don't want to start a discussion on that. So it's still, as far as we understand, the preferred option if you have multiple different tenants please have a dedicated ARIA automation instance per tenant. And that brings the ARIA suite lifecycle manager into the game, because if we start saying have a dedicated ARIA automation for tenant A and tenant B, and how shall I manage all those different infrastructures? Yeah. And to be honest, it is also part of the, of the whole um, uh, Cloud Foundation story because the STDC manager, uh, which is in, at the end, the STDC manager is just triggering the Avia Suite uh, lifecycle manager to deploying my Workspace One Access, uh, uh, so the identity manager part, uh, deploying my Avia automation, deploying my ARIA operations and so on. So at the end, there is already the uh, whole integration between the STDC manager and the ARIA Suite uh, Lifecycle Manager and the STDC Manager is just calling the ARIA Suite Lifecycle Manager and says, hey, can you please deploy Workspace ONE uh, Access, so the, the IDM portion, can you please deploy Operations Manager, can you please deploy Log, can you please deploy whatever you would like to have. So also here for all products uh, in the whole ARIA Suite, 
there is already some integration between VCF and the ARIA suite. Uh, not fully, to be honest. So uh, some of the uh, some of the ARIA products are not uh, there to be automatically deployed from a VCF perspective. Then I still need to go to my lifecycle manager that can uh, start a manual deployment, as you mentioned already, uh, to have the infrastructure overall utilized and also in a, in a uh, self-deployment engine. Yeah. yeah, with that being said. So, so what's the what's the conclusion out of it before we go before we move on with the announcements? The conclusion is um, we have two options. Option A is we complain about the price tag and that we are not using all those products. It's an option, but not a good one. Not a good one. I think. Uh, so option B: come up with proper use cases and build use cases around those products, and there are many. Uh, what we prefer or what we suggest is build a ready-to-run product around that use case. So make it consumable. If you approach a customer saying, right, dear, dear Mr. Customer, uh, you want to have operations manager and monitor infrastructure, because we're like, yeah, so how does it work? How, how can it consume? Blah, 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 blah. Then you, if you confront the customer with Ari Operations Manager and, and the guy has never seen that product before, he might be overwhelmed by the, the ton of the amount of data presented and all the kind of stuff. So have a ready-to-run product, like some dashboards you come up with, uh, and maybe some additional super metrics, whatever is cool within the product, and have a package with a certain flow and, and the data sheet and a, a, a basic guide or operations manual to present to the customer and then add some managed service on top and then sell it. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect yeah. sense. So that's what we suggest to do. And the same for ARIA operations for log and, and ARIA automation and that kind of stuff. Um, so that's what we suggest to do. Um, yeah, so Toby already showed the, the last slide we have for today, uh, <laughs> no, which is no, about let me, announcements. Let me, yeah, let, but let me quickly something add. But to be honest, now, now I may be open a little bit of, an, of a deprecated information. Uh, is Cassandra still, still an option in VCD or is it already gone? So the old uh, matrix logging is already uh, has already I, moved out. I think out. it's still there. I think you could still use it. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure, yeah. but because it won't be the way going forward. Yeah, but but also for for those service providers which are maybe utilizing it still, uh, you have now a perfect option to get rid of it. Uh, just bring in ARIA operations uh, manager and the tenant app and provide the same, or to be honest, much more capability to your tenant <laughs> from time to time. It was one nice feature with Cassandra, but we're not starting over there. Over. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little bit announcements. of uh, announcements. So the next Ooh. VCD roundtable is planned to be released beginning of March. That's in, in a week and a half. 
with uh, big news on the cloud provider program, which we hope will be released by then. <laughs> so if, if it won't be released, we don't have any news, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so Eve and Sasha will be at the MSP CSP conference in Vegas, 11th until the 14th of March. So they're on site. If you want to meet those guys, just reach out. More than happy to help scheduling a meeting if you need something. And in March, there's also the CloudFest Europe in Rust. That's the south and west part of Germany. So close to the Swiss border. That's the next conference uh, conference attendances we have on the schedule. And with the couple or with the next VCD roundtable beginning of March, we might also release or announce already our planned attendances within April. Yes, so the plan. And one last announcement because Eve and I finally decided the name. There will be a new podcast live stream stuff available in a couple of weeks. So Eve and I decided to uh, do the same like we have done for the VCD roundtable. We will do it with VCF. Now we are talking about VCF, but more in a really hands-on scenario. So we will start uh, a Twitch series uh, really of what is the deployment Excel, what is the... the uh, cloud uh, um, uh, builder appliance, how to ramp up a VCF stack really from from zero. So this will be also available in a couple of weeks. That sounds awesome. I, I'll, I'll attend. I have a ton of questions. <laughs> and it will run uh, under the world famous name of VCF Musketeers. <laughs> oh my gosh. Nice. I, I do something with naked cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, to be sure. <laughs> All right. All With right. That being said, thanks everyone for attending. Um, no questions as far as I'm no. aware of. Nope. Um, best of luck. Have fun coming up with a ton of products and ideas how to leverage all the products being part of the VCF stack. And see you at the next VC roundtable. Have a In great March. day. Thank Have you, everyone. Day. Bye. Cheers.